You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Terry G, saying thank you so much for letting us be a part of your day. And in the days of my youth, I was told what it means to be a man. All right, sorry for sounding a little bit like Chris Berman there, but Led Zeppelin is celebrating their 50th anniversary. And I highly recommend that if you've never heard any of Led Zeppelin's albums, it's a catalog worth going back and revisiting. Plus, if you've got iTunes or Apple iMusic, the band themselves put out a new playlist, a digital playlist that's a great primer from an introduction into one of the greatest musical collections that the world has ever seen. And when we're talking about musicians, second to none. I will say that Rush was the greatest collection of musicians ever in one band. Led Zeppelin, number two. And Jimmy Page, their incredible guitarist, eh, probably only the second best musician in that band with John Paul Jones being number one. But we can talk about Zeppelin another time. There is so much going on with OU. And the reason we took yesterday off, usually we pod on Sunday after an OU game. The reason we took yesterday's off, one, it was my wife's birthday. And thank you very much, Angie, for letting me do this as a career for as long as you have. And I love you very much. And I cannot... Say how deeply I love you, and uh, thank you for being who you are to our family. Um, Also, there's some other family issues going on, but more importantly, well, I guess not more importantly than that, (laughs) it's just always an easy transition. There were starting to be rumors circulating about Mike Stoops after the OU Texas game, so I thought best it wait. We let the whole situation with Mike Stoops play out. And uh, we're going to talk about that in segment number one, where OU goes from here now that Mike Stoops is out. We'll revisit some comments that Curtis Bolton made early in the year about his relationship with Mike Stoops and how that all may have come to a head during the OU Texas game. In segment number two, I'm not going to blow sunshine up your skirt, but I will say this. OU does have a tendency to play better after the Texas game, and I have a theory on that. And in recent years, I think the Texas game has become very large for OU. So large, in fact, that there is a sense of relief once it's over with. And we'll talk about OU's path to the Big 12 championship. And finally, we'll wrap it up in segment number three, where if OU and Texas were to play again in the Big 12 championship, why I think OU stands a better chance. The one thing that's definitely not going to change in that game. And can Texas and OU, who both still control their own destiny, make it to the Big 12 championship game? We get to all that right here on the Locked On Sooners podcast. I'm Eric G, co-host of Saturday Game Day with Randy Renner on News Radio 1000 KTOK. And, of course, 1340 the game here in Oklahoma City. That can be heard at 9 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays on 1340 the game and at 5 a.m. on News Radio 1000 KTOK and all over the state on the ONN network at different times. So check your local listings. Plus, it can also be heard on the iHeartRadio app, which thrills me to know when to just be a part of that company. I can't tell you what it means to me to go into 50-pin place every day and be a part of the iHeartMedia group. With that, let's jump into the OU Sooners podcast. Oh, and because the Locked On Podcast Network likes me to tell you this, credentialed member of the media, have covered OU now for five years, have been through it, through the up and downs. I'm an OU grad, 
And I always like to tell you that I'm a roughneck because that's something I'm very proud of. And I didn't shoot the shotgun this weekend. Okay, maybe I dusted off. Maybe I dusted off for the Texas Tech or the OSU game, uh, which are coming up. Credit 24-7 Sports, James Hale and Dean Blevins for all breaking the story last night that Mike Stoops is out as defensive coordinator at the University of Oklahoma. Although it only became official a little while ago when OU sent out its press release stating that Ruffin McNeil would take over as defensive coordinator and Bob Diaco would assume the outside linebacker's job. And Bob Diaco was hired on by Lincoln Riley as a defensive analyst. And we'll get to his coaching resume in just a moment. Plus, we will also get to the whys Mike Stoops needed to go. And we'll revisit some comments that Curtis Bolton had to say that are very telling, considering what was being reported from the Cotton Bowl on Saturday at halftime of the OU Texas game. Here's what Sooner fans are getting in their new defensive coordinator, Ruffin McNeil. This guy has an extensive resume that goes all the way back to 1980 when he was an assistant coach at Lumberton High School in North Carolina. His first college coaching job came in 1985 when he was a graduate assistant at Clemson. But the thing that OU fans are most interested in is his extensive career at Texas Tech, which started in 2000 and ended in 2015. And it started in 2000 as a linebackers coach and ended in 2015 as him being the interim head coach when Mike Leach got let go unceremoniously by the Texas Tech administration, which is still one of the biggest crimes in college football. But that's another story for another day. Ruffin McNeil's defense at Texas Tech actually improved when he got the opportunity to go be defensive coordinator. And it wasn't the sieve that you see today down in Lubbock or the sieve that you were seeing before down in Lubbock. The most exciting thing about this move for Sooner fans is the fact that Ruffin McNeil has never had the talent to work with that he does down in Norman. Buki Radley-Hiles, Kenneth Murray, Kenneth Mann, Curtis Bolton, who knows, we may actually get to see Levi Draper. Guys like Neville Gallimore, now, now you have all this talent you have wanted to as a coach, but never really had access to based on the place that you were coaching. So you can take all your ideas and actually execute them now. More importantly, I think for, for OU fans and for Lincoln Riley and the players is that there just needed to be a new voice at OU. And maybe finally we get to see Levi Draper, who hasn't had an opportunity to really showcase his skills at OU, save for the red and white game earlier this year. With Bob Diaco, you're getting a 45-year-old coach whose last stint was at Nebraska before becoming a defensive analyst at OU. He's been to Notre Dame. He was head coach at UConn. So certainly this is a guy that has been in authoritative positions and knows his way around college football. And don't be surprised if sometime at the end of the season, he is either named the defensive coordinator or named the co-defensive coordinator with Ruffa McNeil. If Ruffa McNeil chooses to stay, I would bet Bob Diaco is the co-defensive coordinator. If for some reason Ruffa McNeil decides to go elsewhere, then Bob Diaco is a natural fit for that. Lincoln Riley had no choice to make in this situation because as it was reported earlier, players just weren't listening to Mike Stoops. And that was no more evident than what happened this weekend out at the Cotton Bowl when reports surfaced that Curtis Bolton, inside linebacker, decided to walk 
out of the Cotton Bowl. That was the report, is that he left the Cotton Bowl and had to be talked off the ledge by his teammates. Now, Bolton tweeted out yesterday that he wasn't quitting on his team. I have no idea how much of that had to do with him hearing that Mike Stoops was not coming back or just the fact that people finally said, you know, hey, look, dude, you, you can't just leave us out in the cold on a game like this. But either way, that's not a good situation. And once those once those rumors start to leak and get out into the recruiting community, players then tend to back off wanting to go places where they think the coaches are going to treat them like crap or going to look at them as being subservient and not have a good idea about where guys should be on the field or not have a good idea about when guys need to improve or listening to them. And players are so different today than what they were one, when Mike Stoops first got into this business and when Mike Stoops started playing, and it certainly sounds like Mike Stoops just did not adjust to what the modern player is as compared to how he was treating guys a few years ago. You need to tell them why. You need to explain that what you're doing will eventually pay off for them. And if that wasn't happening at OU, then Lincoln Riley knew that he needed to bring in some guys that did understand that and just had a fresh perspective. Here is Curtis Bolton from earlier this year. This was on September 4th, and I've got this posted at the Locked On Sooners YouTube site if you want to see it. I've also posted this on the Sooner Maven website. But here is Curtis Bolton talking about his relationship with Mike Stoops. Me and Coach Stoops, uh, it it is an interesting relationship. Um, In my younger years, I I needed a lot of time to mature, and and I needed a lot of time to build my consistency. And um, and, and I think... uh, a lot of t- a lot of times in my younger years, he was frustrated because I felt like he could see he could see what I could become, but I wasn't becoming all that I could be, and that's that that was something I needed to grow up and and, and realize, and that's that's kind of been my main focus in the last two years, and I think over the the, the last few years uh, we built it up. I think he uh, he understands where I'm at as a person. Um, I'm trying to understand where he is because. <laughs> You know, he's crazy. You always see him jumping around, wiggling, uh, uh, kind of freaking out all the time. But it's it, it's tough being a D coordinator. Um, you got to think about all 11 positions on the field. And, and if I can uh, – and I'm just trying to play sound football. So, at the end of the day, he knows that if there's one position he can count on, it's the will on that. Is that is that a situation where you're – now maybe you're, you're trying to impress him or you're trying to I don't know, make him happy? I mean, whereas mm. you, you saw him as a guy that was always on your case in the past? Not so much. Uh, I'm not. I'm not out here trying to impress him. Um, he he puts the game plan out. That that that's our leader. That's our captain. And, um, that's our general. It's my role as a soldier to go out there and, and implement that game plan to the best of my ability. Um, I don't think it's so much of a me trying to trying to prove myself to Coach Mike. I think Coach Mike has understood for a long time. I think uh, I think uh, Coach Mike just wants the best out of his players. And he's really adamant about it, and sometimes, uh, and sometimes I didn't see it like that. But again, that's that's where our coaching staff does a really good job of sitting you down outside of football, and that, that's why I say our coaching staff so good. It's not just the it's not the game plans; it's it's the how they care for you as a person, they care for you as a man. Uh, that's where they do a good job of sitting us down to make sure we're on the same page, so we're not. So we're not. Uh, it's not. There's not unnecessary tension. If that makes sense. So there's a there's more of a positive relationship there now than yeah. Um, you know, in in our younger years, we had we had some issues, and that, and that and like I said, I fall back on. That's where I I did a bad job 
of of maturing up. I was young, um, didn't handle everything. I would shut down. I'll get pissed off, and and that's where that's where I went wrong. And that's where that's like I said, that's where our coaching staff did a good job throughout the years, just just um, making sure I was in the right state of mind. Even though I wasn't a guy that was playing a lot, um, they always made me feel a part of things. They always made me feel like I could get better, and um, I've always had a shot. So um, and and basically, when I got my shot and I could make the best of it, uh, that's what happened. It's also worth noting that Caleb Kelly did play in the Texas game, and that is his fourth game to play in this year. So Caleb Kelly, A, still eligible for redshirt, which could possibly happen, and that's a decision that, at least according to Mike Stoops and others in the program, would be up to Lincoln Riley. The other thing, and I'll keep stressing this until I have reason to think otherwise, Caleb Kelly still has the option to transfer sit out a year, use that redshirt year, the year that he's sitting out, and then finish up his career someplace else. And he may choose, in fact, to do that. I have heard that Caleb Kelly had a pretty good relationship with Mike Stoops. He may not be happy with the decision. And who knows, maybe those two could end up following each other someplace. I do think Mike Stoops will eventually land on his feet. Where he will land on his feet, your guess is as good as mine. We've had several talks about this just amongst those of us who cover OU, and I think one of the best theories that we have is that Mike Stoops' defense probably works best in the Big Ten. So maybe you see him get an opportunity at some place like Nebraska, who will probably make changes on their staff after this year, considering, I don't think, is Nebraska even won a game yet? I didn't even look. Is Nebraska still winless? Um, I don't know. They may have only they may have already won one game this year, but I could see Nebraska being a place for Mike Stoops to land. I could also see any Big Ten schools want to get their hands on him. I unfortunately for Mike, it's his inability to adjust to today's athlete, which will keep him from which will keep him from being the coach that we all know that he can be. I mean, you you don't just I can't think that Mike Stoops in a short amount of time just completely forgot how to coach defense. A guy that was so good in the early 2000s and then all of a sudden just can't coach defense now? No, that's that that, that doesn't fly for me. I think it's just it, his inability to relate to players that ultimately cost him at OU and the pressure that was on him at OU cost him and the fact that his brother's not there anymore as head coach, like all these things rolled into one. I also think it's interesting that Gallagher, the president at OU, and Lincoln Riley had this meeting, and there are suggestions that Joe Castiglione didn't make this decision, but I also find it far-fetched that Joe would not at least be informed this is the road that they were going down. And I have to think that Joe, being the administrator that he is, will let his coaches make his own decisions or their own decisions. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, why despite this weekend's loss, things still aren't all that bad for OU. We tell you about it next here on Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. We'll have a new episode of Locked On Thunder coming out later this afternoon. You can subscribe to both Locked On Thunder and Locked On Sooners at Apple iTunes. They're also available on Stitcher, on Spotify, Google, Alexa, Apple iTunes, like I just said. And, of course, LockedOnSports.com and 
LockedOnThunder.com. And also follow me on Sooner Maven. Follow me on Sooner Maven. Um, starting to do some things with that website. Get that up and running. And uh, it's another project. Say, uh, because I just needed one more thing on my plate. It's another project that we're undertaking that I think uh, in the next year or so is going to be really, really good. I'm very excited about Sooner Maven. So check that out as well with our uh, videos and audio and what up, news stories. We're doing just a ton with that website and we'll continue to do a ton with that website in, in the coming year. So again, it's a project just getting off the ground, but it's got so much upside to it that I can't help but be excited where we can go here in the next few months. Things aren't all that bad for OU and I don't want to sit here and be a sunshine pumper the day after the defensive coordinator was let go and a couple of days after OU gave up 48 to Texas and scored 45. But in recent years, especially under Bob Stoops, OU has played much better after the Texas game. And I would say starting starting about five years ago, and it all goes, five years, is, five years ago was really where the dynamic of OU-Texas changed because that was the year that Mac Brown was out OU players knew it, they didn't show up, and then there was this now five-year run where they just didn't seem to take Texas seriously, or where I think what has happened, because they didn't take him seriously, and Texas has taken that game so seriously, and played so physically tough, and I think for the last several years has just flat out played OU, that that game became so big, that for whatever reason... OU allowed that game to become much bigger than what it actually is. Once Texas is behind them, OU has a tendency to play better. So now they've had their trip-up game. And they still control their own destiny because in the Big 12's infinite wisdom, they decided that there needed to be a championship game with 10 teams because the round robin wasn't good enough. And they were told at one time that because they didn't play a championship game, they weren't getting enough data points. Okay, well, I... I say go complain to the to the college football playoff selection committee. Don't change just because they're trying to figure out a way to make sure that the Big Ten and the SEC and the Pac-12 are rewarded when you aren't. You still play everybody in conference, and the last thing you want to do is hurt an undefeated... Th- think about this for a second. Texas can be undefeated at the end of the year. Have a great opportunity to go to the college football playoff. If they get knocked off by OU or, say, West Virginia, a team that they've already beaten, and that team usurps them going to the college football playoff, or worse yet, a Big 12 team doesn't make it to the college football playoff, then the Big 12 just shows how inept they are as a conference by allowing this to continue on. But for OU controlling your own destiny, and because the Big 12 is stupid, you still have another shot at Texas later on this year, But first, you have to get by Texas Tech, you've got to get by Oklahoma State, and you've got to go to Morgantown and play West Virginia. None of those games are give-me's. Even though OU could be better than every single one of those teams, except maybe West Virginia, and I really like West Virginia's defense right now, OU still... Could find a way. Could find a way to trip up the Bedlam game of all of all of them. The Bedlam game worries me, even though it shouldn't, since Oklahoma State got beaten by Iowa State. You just never know what's going to happen in that game. But now that you've got the Texas game behind you, Oklahoma has a real shot of going out and having that opportunity of playing in the Big Twelve Championship game. Now with a new v- defensive coordinator, if things can get locked down, if things can get corrected. 
then the college football playoff is well in grasp. Just looking at the offensive numbers, OU still averaging more yards per play than any other team in college football at nine yards per play. Right behind them, Alabama, Memphis, Ole Miss, and then uh, something called Appalachian State. Those those are all the people. Those are all the people behind OU. OU still doing a really good job of running the ball despite not being able to run block. I think for OU though, this is less about their capability and more about their mentality now, and how that locker room is adjusting to adversity. Considering one that you've just lost to Texas. And now nothing is guaranteed with the college football playoff. Do they still believe that goal is within grasp? And two, the loss of Mike Stoops. Because not every player is going to be happy that Mike Stoops is gone. Even though it was the best decision for OU to make, there are going to be players on that team that bonded with Mike Stoops, that like playing for Mike Stoops. And when their guy gets let go, sometimes they have a tendency to respond negatively to that situation. I wouldn't say it's the majority of OU players. I would think that it is a a very big minority of OU players that would respond that way because of Mike Stoops being gone. But still, it's something to keep an eye on, just what the body language is like. A week off, I can't think of a team more deserving than a week off of OU or more in need of a week off than OU to just mentally get relaxed and then... Flush that all out and get prepared for TCU. Should be noted, though, and I should have mentioned this in the first segment, Lincoln Riley today at about 6 o'clock is going to address the media, and there will be other media availability this week. I don't know if the players will be available to us. I would think that uh, Bob Diaco and Ruffin McNeil probably made available to the media maybe tomorrow. And if that is the case, we will definitely post that on Sooner Maven. So keep looking out there. This is the Locked on Sooners podcast. I'm Eric G. If you want to go to any of OU's games for the rest of the season, then log on to vividseats.com, download the app for your phone, and just hit the button and they'll pull up all the events that are right there for you. That's vividseats.com. And it's an online ticket marketing place that is committed to giving you an experience. Not just tickets to an event, but an absolute experience. That's why they back all their seats with a 100% guarantee. And all you need to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. If you're a first-time buyer, LOCKEDON, and they will give you $20 off your first purchase of $200 or more. That's vividseats.com, vividseats.com, for the best online ticket buying experience. Coming up next here on the Locked On Sooners podcast, What happens if OU and Texas do get the opportunity to meet again in the Big 12 championship? Well, I'll tell you next. This is Locked On Sooners, your team every day. Locked On Thunder will be out today as well. That should be uh, published around 4 o'clock or so. And Locked On Thunder, also part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available at Google, Stitcher, Alexa, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and all fine places where you can get podcasts like LockedOnSports.com and LockedOnThunder.com. That's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If OU and Texas are able to play in the Big 12 Championship, which I'm really hoping for a rematch, one, because I think it will solidify 
having that experience in Jerry's in Jerry World that more fans would want that game in Jerry World. I, I am so I am anti Cotton Bowl right now. It's an antiquated, uncomfortable stadium, and I'm tired of walking through the State Fair. Okay, I might be in the minority on that one, but uh, I do think tailgating, playing, you know, more seats being available, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I have I have beat that horse to death now, but I do think playing in the, in Jerry's world will certainly further that, and I can get more OU fans on my side. So that's okay. That's the selfish reason. Then, of course, there is OU getting into the college football playoff. And, of course, OU playing in a Big 12 championship game, all of which I want to see um, here in the next few months. But if they are to play again, first of all, Texas is going to be favored. I don't think there's any question about that. As long as they stay healthy, OU stays healthy. After what happened last time, Texas is the favored team. And one, the one thing that does not change about this game is that Texas is bigger and more athletic than OU. And they are they are the at least for now the more physical team. Mentally, they would have a big edge over OU, or at least feel that they have a, a, a mental edge over OU coming into that game after putting on such a dominating performance. The other thing that I think favors Texas is that Tom Herman has to know that he outcoached himself going back looking at the film. He probably doesn't even have to look at the film to know that he got too conservative late. And it allowed OU to get back in the game. Where OU has an advantage, though, is that you learn from your mistakes. And I would think because more is on the line here, and more meaning a trip to the college football playoff, some pride for crying out loud for OU just getting beat by Texas, and the opportunity to keep Texas out of the college football playoff would mean a lot to Oklahoma, and they would come in and you would actually see them play with an edge that we haven't seen them play against Texas in a few years. I, th- I actually thought offensively, now you want to talk about that first series of the game, I thought OU did show some edge. And when that first series happened, because I picked Texas to win that game 31-28 to on Saturday game day, and if you listen to the podcast, you know that this game scared the hell out of me because I just didn't like the matchup at all. I think it's the worst matchup for OU in the Big 12. But when OU came out and scored on that first series and went down the field with these, I thought, well, okay, well, maybe this Texas defense can't match up with OU. And the, their only way they're going to be able to do it is grind it out. But Texas was able to score quick as well, playing their style of football. If the defense does improve, I would actually like OU in a rematch with Texas because of all the emotion, everything wrapped up in it, and a chance to prove that chance to just prove themselves and get back into everybody's good graces, so to speak, and and have that opportunity to go to the college football playoff. And and for Gus Johnson, and I love Gus Johnson, and I'm also a master of hyperbole. Let's tap the brakes on calling this a program defined. A, a program-defining win for Texas, okay? It's a great win. There's no doubt it's a great win, and it's something for Tom Herman to build on, just like that USC game was. But Texas still has a long way to go. And Texas, throughout the years, proves it can underachieve. And even if Texas were to make it to the college football playoff this year, there is still reason to believe that Texas could have an opportunity to get full of itself, not stay hungry, not want to stay on top, And there are all the political issues that Tom Herman is going to have to deal with Texas that at some point, mark it down, this is the most guaranteed thing in college football. At some point, 
The politics of coaching at Texas is going to destroy Tom Herman the way it did Mac Brown, no matter how successful Tom Herman is. Tom Herman could win three national championships in the next three years, and yet there is always somebody that wants to run that program, that doesn't need to be running the program, and will figure out a way to interfere with it. No idea why that happens all the time other than it's just flat-out ego. It's just ego, a lot of people with money, a lot of people showing power. Mark it down. Tom Herman, if anybody can stay longer at Texas than Mac Brown, I will be shocked. Just absolutely shocked. And I, honestly, I don't hate Tom Herman. I wish the guy success because it's a lot better for the Big 12. It's better for the Big 12 to win. It'd be great for the Big 12 if these two schools can stay on top and say the next three out of four years play each other twice every year. That's the best case scenario. That's what we have to hope for as OU fans because it certainly gives us a little bit more leeway. And who knows, maybe if that can happen, we see two Big 12 teams end up in the college football playoff. Knock on wood. Doubtful, but we can have wishful thinking, right? This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I'm Eric G. Wrapping things up today saying thank you so much for listening. God bless you and your family. Go listen to some Led Zeppelin today. Celebrate their 50th anniversary. And until tomorrow, everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and Boomer Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.